Can the saints say hallelujah? His yoke is easy and his burden is light. Saints, I found it so. Sometimes we have trials and tribulations, and I know we've had a lot happen this week and over the last month or so. And but I thank God that this song came this morning to remind us that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. For that we give God glory, honor, and praise. I thank him today because I've learned that we need to rejoice no matter what's going on, to rejoice in the God of our salvation, to bless his holy name. As David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. We give honor to God today in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's the one that called me into the ministry of the gospel and I give him thanks and praise. Thank God for Sister Williams leading us in devotion today and Brother Nate leading us in prayer and Sister Lewis being here. And remember those who are absent today, there are many. And we're praying for each one. And thank God for your presence today. We give glory to God. This morning I want to call your attention to the Old Testament passage of Scripture today from Isaiah 40. I believe God has given us a new theme. One that I believe that we can work with and will challenge us as we grow as believers. Isaiah chapter 40. We're going to read verses 1 through 5. When you find it, say amen. Isaiah chapter 40. It's a very familiar passage of scripture as well. Isaiah 40 in verse 1 we read. I'm reading from the New King James Version. And it reads, comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. For New Testament, New Testament passage of scripture, we're going to look at the Gospel of St. John today. We're going to begin reading at verse 1, 1 through 12, a very familiar passage of scripture. John's Gospel, chapter 1, and we're going to begin reading at verse 1. When you find it, say amen. John 1 and 1 we read, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. This morning and, and hopefully throughout the rest of this month, we're going to be sharing from the subject, the Christian experience. 
And this morning's subject is Jesus Christ makes us Christian. Jesus Christ makes us Christian. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you today. We thank you, Lord, for your love and your kindness. We thank you, Lord, for your grace. But we do thank you, Lord, for your great plan of salvation. That you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for us, Lord. For this today, we thank you. As I heard last Sunday, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Lord, you didn't have to save us, Lord, but we want to thank you today. Thank you for Jesus, for your blood that was shed on the cross for us, for your magnificent plan that brought us back into right relationship with you. We thank you, Lord. Now, Lord, let your word go forth, Lord, that your people might hear, understand, and be blessed. We bind Satan privilege today. Satan, you're a liar, and the blood of Jesus is against you. We lift up the mighty name of Jesus today. We the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father and his church. We thank you today. Now bless us, Lord. Rule and super rule today. Have your way in our midst. And we give you glory and honor in the saving name of Jesus, we pray. And every heart said amen. 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 You may be seated. Amen. Our subject today is the Christian experience. Jesus Christ makes us Christian. As I'm thinking about being, becoming a new pastor and being a leader, I've have, I have many challenges ahead of me. Amen. Amen. I want to make sure that I do God's precious will. Yes. One of the things that has been on my mind, on my heart, is really helping us to understand who we are as believers in Jesus Christ. And so God has challenged me with this new theme this month and maybe going forward beyond that is that we need to understand who we are as Christians, to understand this, what we call the Christian experience. You know, you have, you know, many people call the, 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 the Michael Vick experience, amen? When you go to a game and you watch Michael Vick play and all the sensational things he was known for doing, now, he went through some trials and tribulations, but now he's back. And I believe he has his old game back. Amen. But we, we talk about other kinds of experience, you know, going to the Disney World experience, experience all the rides and all the, 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 the characters that we know from watching TV. We had the Disney experience. But I want us to think about today, the Christian experience and realize that there's something to that word Christian. It has a long-standing meaning, one that's really real and genuine. And we don't want to go through this Christian life, coming to church Sunday after Sunday, and not really gain the full experience. You know, it's a bad feeling to go to a football game, pay those high-priced tickets. I know I went to a Texas game last year, and I paid about 40 bucks. I was way up in the very last row. Amen. I had to get those binoculars to really, but I was, I, had, I was able to see some. But I paid 40 bucks for this ticket. And, you know, we were playing, you know, I'm not going to call the team's name. Help me, Holy Ghost. But the team on the other side of the field, they had a, a quarterback that just didn't play very well. 
And I'm like, it was three downs, first down, second down, third down, punt. And I'm like, I paid $40 for this? <laughs> now, where, where is the experience? I wanted to see a good game. You know, I, I left church after service and drove through all the traffic, all the parking, you know, parked way on the far side of town, and walked all the way to the stadium, got up to my seat, and the quarterback didn't do very much. And yes, the home team won. Thank God for the Texans winning the game. But I was like, I wanted to see a really good game. There was no real competition. I'm like, I just threw away 40 bucks. They couldn't play. But we want to understand the Christian experience, saints. It will be a, a trap, it will be a greater tragedy to come to church every Sunday and not know what it means to be a Christian. It will be a travesty to, to pay tithes and offerings and to give and do all these things that we do and just go through the motions. We need to understand the Christian experience, saints. So for the next few months, uh, for a while, as long as God has given it to me, I want us to, to talk about the Christian experience, saints, so we can understand who we are. As we look at the Old Testament passage of Scripture, there are things that I want us to understand. Things that I want us to perceive, things that I want us to, to capture as we search for this goal of understanding what it means to be a Christian. And in this passage of scripture in Isaiah, this is where the gospels, uh, as I was going through seminary, the Bible says that uh, my teachers taught us that the book of Isaiah is basically a synopsis of the whole Bible. It gives an image and a picture of the Old Testament and the New Testament. And the first 39 chapters of Isaiah is talking about the law and all that the children of Israel had done. But all of a sudden, in, in chapter 40, it gives us new hope. There's something new coming around. And I need the people of God to understand that we have a new experience to think about. And it says in Isaiah 40, it says, Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is in. That her iniquity is what? Is pardoned. For she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. It says, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight. And the rough places made smooth. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. See, saints, we need to understand who we are as believers. So that God has a plan of salvation. One where he want to turn the, the old things around. Make life new. Take the, the places in life where you were struggling and make it smooth. Take the hills and the obstacles that were in the way and make it smooth, make it plain. Take the low valleys in life and cause it to be lifted. Because God has a new plan. To give comfort and peace to your life. We talked about it a little bit this morning in the Sunday school. God has come to move guilt out of the way. You know, we talk about the past is gone. So many people struggle with their past because they're guilty. But as we read this passage of scripture, there's good news for the believers today. That God can take all those past sins. He says, there's good news for you. All your sins will be pardoned. 
You're going to be forgiven for that. We want to talk about the Christian experience, saints. To understand who we are and what, what God has done for you and I. We accept this man called Jesus Christ. He says here, let Israel be comforted. In other words, let every person be comforted. We always hear people say, we all sinners. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Yeah, it's true. But I want you to know there's some good news behind that. Don't stop at the sin. Jesus died on the cross. Yeah, he died. But you know what? On the third day, he got up with all power in his hand. Yes, he died. Tell everybody he died. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. But you also need to say that he rose again. Comfort ye, comfort ye my people. There's some good news. All the sins that you've committed, Jesus did something for them. God has a plan to wash all of that stuff away. For she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Yes, sin, the wages of sin is death. You're in trouble if you live in your sins. But I want you to know that there's a voice crying out in the wilderness, make a place for the Lord in your life. There's a new plan coming down the pipeline. If you will only receive it, that's good news for your life. So all these things will be straightened out. You know, make a straight way in the desert for our God. Every valley will be exalted. Every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places made straight and the rough places made smooth. See, it's not just for us. It's for the glory of God. We're going to name his name. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. We want to experience this thing. We don't want to just talk about it. We want to have truly understand what this Christian experience is about. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Let's look at the Gospel of John to see what all this good news is about. For the Gospel of John was written to let you and I know that Jesus Christ is Lord. And if we would only believe, our lives would be made new. Over and over throughout John, we hear that word, believe. Believe, believe. Now, we know what does John 3.16 say? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, what? Believeth on him would not perish, but have everlasting. We're talking about the Christian experience, saints. That we understand who we are because we believe in Jesus Christ. There are three things in this portion of the passage of scripture today in John 1 verses 1 through 12 that wants to see that we understand that Jesus Christ makes us Christian. The first thing is we need to know that it all starts with God. It all starts with God. John chapter 1 verse 1 says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. See God is not a man that he should lie. Every word that God speaks is true. You need to believe whatever God says, you believe that. How did God make the world? He spoke it into existence. He didn't need a construction company. He didn't need to make no plans. He didn't need to call some contractors in, Brother Lewis. He spoke it all into existence. So in the beginning, it all starts with God. 
And when we think about our Christian experience, don't look in the mirror and say, well, I have to do all, I have to get myself together. You need to start with God. Because if we look at ourselves, some of us started wrong. When we got up in the morning, we didn't even pray. We forgot to, to call on the Lord and say, Lord, I thank you for one more day. So if we're starting wrong, we're messing everything up. So remember, it all starts with God. And the, and the writer here says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. It all starts with God. If you forget about God, then you're not going to really be a Christian. You're not a Christian, saints. If you don't start your life with God, if you don't think about him first, the rest of your life is going to be messed up. You suffer to anything the devil wants to bring at you. But if you start with God, you already had the shield of faith. <laughs> the shield of faith is the weapon we need. And if you start with God, you're going you're to make some, make some progress. It says in verse 2, he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. See, we're talking about it all starts with God. In the beginning, the Christian experience, it starts with God, church. And we need to begin our lives and begin our thought process about who we are and think about who God is. God is the one that started this thing. And if we want to be successful in our Christian experience, we need to start with God. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 1. And see again that this whole process starts with God. Hebrews chapter 1 says, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir to all things, through whom also he made the world, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. In other words, God started this whole process. God is the one that made the world. God is the one that started this beautiful plan of salvation. So whatever we're going through in life, we need to refer to God and say, Lord, how do you want me to handle this? How is this going to go? If you have any questions, just start talking to God about it. Because it all starts with him. If you want to understand your life and why you're going through these trials and tribulations, it all starts with God. God didn't let Jesus come on the cross and die for nothing. He had a plan in mind. So we need to think about this Christian experience and realize that it all starts with God. God started this process. God's the one that came up with all these things. He's the one that made the world. And it's the only reason why this world is still here because he's upholding by the power of his word. If you're wandering and wavering through life, read God's word. His word will get you right back on track. And the last two months, I have read Proverbs over and over again. And you know, they say an apple a day keeps the doctor away. A Proverbs a day will help you in your Christian experience. 
There's 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. Well, that's one for every day. So last month I had an extra one, ain't there? There's only 30 days in September. But it was able to help me re realize that where all wisdom comes from, where, where the direction of my life comes from, it comes from God himself. And the various things that, that you read in Proverbs over, some things in Proverbs that happen, it, you say it's over and over again. And all that getting, what? Get an understanding. Honor your father and mother. All those things it says in the book of Proverbs, you need that for everyday life. And reading it these last two months have really helped me to understand that, you know, I got a lot to do, but I got a lot of help. In the word of God. Not in everybody around us. I've, I've received a lot of advice since September 12th. People telling me what I can do and how to, if I was a pastor, I'd do this. Help me, Holy Ghost. But it's the word of God that has everything that we need. If we were to rely on the word of God, we could make it. We're talking about the Christian experience. It all starts with God. That's where I want us to start, saints. Whatever your day, however your day may be, start it with God. Let the Lord know, Lord, I acknowledge you as my Lord and my Savior. Don't let them just be uh, somebody you know about as, your, as a Christian and you read about it on Sunday school, they taught you. But let them be the Lord of your life. To order your steps, it all starts with God. We're talking about the Christian experience today. Jesus Christ makes us Christian. The second thing I want us to think about today in this message is that it's all about the Son, Jesus Christ. It's all about the Son, Jesus Christ. Let's begin looking at verse 4. And it says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all through him might believe. See, he was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming in the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. See, it's all about the Son, Jesus Christ. See, John was the one who was writing this passage. He's a writer of, of, of the Gospel of John. But he didn't come to talk about himself. He came to talk about Jesus Christ, who was the true light of the world. The whole world was dark without Christ. But when Jesus came, a light shined into the world. So it's not about John, even though John was the one God was using to write this, this book for us. To let us know that he was bearing witness of somebody that you and I need to know about. We need to know this Christian experience from the word of God. So John wouldn't say, you know, yeah, I'm the one, the man who, who I'm writing all this stuff and y'all need to do everything I say. No, he came to point everybody toward Jesus Christ. That we might believe that he was the Christ, the son of God. Look what it says again. It says, this man, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came not to, to talk about himself, but to be a witness. A witness of the light that all through him might believe. See, it's all about the son, Jesus Christ. 
And when you share Christ with somebody else, it's not just so much about you. It's about what God has done for you. It's all about the son, Jesus Christ. We're talking about the Christian experience. Jesus Christ makes us a Christian. Without Christ, there will be no Christians. Without Christ, there will be no church. Without Christ, there will be no love in the world. We need to understand that it's all about Jesus Christ. And when we begin to understand that, it will begin to transform what we think about ourselves. There's a song that just just come out recently talking about, I give myself away so you can use me. That's what this Christian experience is about, saints. Where we, it's not so much about us, our talent, our abilities, our, 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 our heritage, our namesakes. But it's about Jesus Christ and believing that he is the son of God. And believing in him, we have life. That's what it's all about. The Christian experience. Jesus Christ makes us Christian. And it's all about the son, Jesus Christ. It says in verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. See, it's not about us. It's about the son of God, Jesus Christ. That's who we need to believe in. That's what we need to have confidence in. When we think about this Christian experience, it's all about the son, Jesus Christ. Let's look at Colossians chapter one. And see that everything in the Christian experience comes from believing in Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter 1, and we're going to begin reading in verse 9. And it says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, for our patience and long-suffering with joy. Giving thanks to the Father, who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. And convey us into the kingdom of the son of his love. See, it's all about Jesus, saints. Look at verse 14. It says, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth. Visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. He is the head of the body of the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. We're talking about Jesus Christ today, saints. It all starts, it's all about Jesus Christ. It starts with God. It's all about his son, Jesus Christ. And here we see how much Christ is involved in the life of the church. Without him, it would not even exist. We could not sustain a church without Jesus Christ. We couldn't couldn't even come to worship. But it was through him, the shedding of his blood, that we have the forgiveness of sin. 
There would be no reason for us to come here today if Jesus had not died on the cross and shed his blood for us. He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn of the dead, that in him, in all things, he may have the preeminence. We're talking about it's all about the Son, Jesus Christ. This is the Christian experience. When we believe this, we're truly Christian saints. We're talking about the Christian experience. The third thing and the last thing in this message today, that it's all about believing and receiving. It's all about believing and receiving. Let's look back at John chapter 1. Begin reading. In verse 10, it says, he was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. And he came to his own, and his own did not receive him, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those, to those who believe in his name. See, it's all about believing and receiving. See, you know, if you hear something and you know it's true, but you don't act on it, how much good is it for you? It's just like they say they're having a sale down at, at Sears. You believe they're having a sale. You know, they open at 8 and they close at 9. But if you don't get in your car and go to Sears, that sale paper is basically invalid for you. The same is true about God's word, saints. If you don't believe it and then receive it, then you're really not a Christian. We're talking about the Christian experience, saints. Don't buy a ticket and then sit in on the sidelines and not go in and, and really know what it's all about. You have to believe and receive Christ to really be a Christian. There are people who can talk about the Bible better than I can. They have more theological skill than I have. But I believe that Jesus the Christ, the Son of God, he loved me and he gave himself for me. And I believe that in my heart. That has ordered the path of my life from that day to this day because I have believed and received it in my heart. And that's what John is trying to say to us here, beginning in verse 10. It says, he was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. There are people who go to church Sunday after Sunday, but they don't know Jesus. They know the song the choir is going to sing. You call a number, they can beat you to the page. They can sing the song better than you can with more tone and depth and color. But do they know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? Has he transformed their heart and soul from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light? You have to believe and receive. Look at verse 11. He says, he came to his own, and his own did not receive him. You know, it's like having a mom and dad that know Jesus, but no, no, no children accept him. Then your home, your home is not really fully a home. Knowing Christ and being a Christian home, you need to know Christ for yourself. Don't live around Jesus all these years, all the good doctrine and teaching and explanation. And then don't receive it in your heart. He said he came unto his own and his own did not receive him. They heard him. They knew what he said. 
And they could probably repeat what he said. But did they receive it into their heart? We're talking about the Christian experience, saints. We need to know that Jesus Christ makes us Christian. Then he says in verse 12, the good news, but as many as have received him, to them he gave the right, or as King James says, the power to become sons of God. Or to become, as it says here, the children of God to those who believe in his name. We want to become children of God. We want to believe and receive Christ. So that this Christian experience will not be just be something that we can talk about. That we can, you know, show that we have some talent and skill for, 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 for information. But we want to know Christ in our hearts. Where he has transformed our everyday lives. So that people, when they see us, even if we just walk by a window, they say, wow, there's something different about that person. That that which is on the inside shows up on the outside. Because Christ has made a difference in our lives. The Christian experience, Jesus Christ makes us Christian. Let's close with this last passage of scripture in Romans chapter 1. Many of us know it by heart, but I want to read it today. Romans chapter 1, beginning at verse 16, says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. We're talking about being Christians today, saints. Being, being people that have not just heard about Jesus, heard somebody else talk about Jesus, but to really have Christ in our hearts where he has made us new people. The old things have been passed away. Behold, all things become new because we've been born again. And this Christian lifestyle is not just something that we can talk about, but it's something that we experience every day of our lives. We want to experience this power of God, the power that we are not ashamed of the Christian experience. We're not ashamed of the name of Jesus Christ. Where it's revealed and leads us from faith to faith. Do you know that your faith should get stronger every day? That God will reveal himself more and more to you as you live for him? And then you can live your life with the peace of God. Knowing that you were once in darkness, but now you're in the light. You were once lost, but now you're found. You were once blind, but now you can see. Today I pray you've been blessed by the message that we may understand the Christian experience that Jesus Christ makes us Christian. Let us stand.